Hey guys, welcome to the One and Done podcast, where it's all about young people being successful in business early in life. We're recording today from the Rollo Insurance Studio in College Station, Texas, and we're excited to have y'all with us today. All right, guys, welcome back to episode number two of the One and Done podcast. Today we have Mitchell Bonte with us. He's a realtor over at Cedar Frame Realty in College Station, Texas, and I uh, wanted to bring Mitchell in because I think real estate is, is is just like insurance, the fact that you know you're living off sales and and yeah. it's production based. Uh, but for people like yourself, you know, you can find success in it early, even in college. It's yeah. easy to get the license and get ahead. And so welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much, Jackson. Um, I'm definitely glad to be here. When we met for lunch last week and you mentioned this, this was something that was right in my alley. So I'm glad to get to share my experience. But yeah, so real estate is something that you know I've really been a part of for the past couple of months. I mean, I got my license straight out of high school, but really didn't do much after that. Um, but this past summer, I've picked it up and have really come to love just the industry. Um, so real estate, you know, the bare basics is any sort of real property. Um, so any piece of land that you see and any of the permanent fixtures that are part of that, whether that be a house or storage unit or office space or industrial building. And with that, you know, in real estate, there's so many different careers that you can do. And kind of, as you mentioned, I'm a realtor, um, so I'm on the sales side. Um, but there's so many different aspects of real estate, whether it be lending um, you can be an appraiser, which means you look at different properties and you kind of trying to come up, come up with a market value for um, lenders. You can be a home inspector, which is, you know, your goal is to basically guide home buyers to help make them, you know, feel confident that they're getting a house that's well built. But I'm going to speak, you know, mostly to the sales side, just because that's kind of what I roll with. And I'm sure many people listening to the show have seen different, um, you know, whether it be reality TV shows or, you know, HDTV, everybody likes to watch, you know. Um, house owners or the likes of shows like that Um, and you know that gives a pretty decent representation of what I do as a realtor but that's all the fun stuff that you get to see on tv Um, there's a lot of you know analysis in the back end or just negotiations or paperwork that you don't get to see which obviously isn't the fun stuff but when it comes down to it it's a really exciting industry where I get to be around people a lot Um, I get to have the excitement as you know of you know making a sale um, and get to live off of commission which you know has its benefits, has its downsides, but in my opinion, really makes for an exciting career. And ultimately, you know, it's a career where you get to help people and it's one of the most exciting times of their lives, you know, entering into um, a new home. Some people, their dream home, some people, their first home. Um, And it's just super cool to get to walk through that process with them right by their side. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you mentioned some different types of things you can do in real estate. Mm -hmm. So even even in the sales side, though, there's different directions you can go, right? Like there's the corporate direction, then there's the, the, the personal side. Yeah. Um, and then I think you said you do both, right? So you're going to go both directions? Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, there's different brokerages um, in every single town that, you know, handle commercial, um, which is going to be primarily, you know, office space, um, industrial space. So these big warehouses and distribution centers that you're seeing. Um, there's even like a new um, space it's called like data storage. That's become a really big industry within real estate. It's kind of a growing area. And then there's brokerages that specialize in residential real estate, whether you're primarily helping, you know, home buyers um, or landowners or something of that sort. Um, and then there's boutique brokerages like Cedar Frame Real Estate, the one that I'm a part of, um, that we just, you know, one-stop shop. We like to do it all. Um, we, you know, recognize everything as a challenge. And uh, just because you don't specialize in one specific industry doesn't mean we're not going to do as good of a job as any of these other people. So, yeah. It, I mean, it's a great opportunity for me to get exposed to all of these different industries, especially early on in my career. 
um, just so I can kind of see and kind of mold what I really like to find my niche. But yeah, we do it all. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so tell everybody a little bit about how you got into real estate. I think yeah. that story was was pretty good, and I think that kind of gives people an idea of you know you can use something from your childhood, right? Mm-hmm. That can kind of guide you into a long term career because yeah. you found you know you 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 love the fact your parents did it and you grew up around it. Yeah, uh, I know that's the case with me, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I never wanted to go into insurance, <laughs> and then. Uh, the more I actually learned about it and actually knew about it, the more yeah. I was like, all this, all these years I, you know, heard insurance talk and things like that that I probably didn't want to hear at the time, <laughs> uh, ended up paying off for me. So tell yeah. everybody about how you got in the business. Yeah, so I was fortunate with parents that you know, decided, I guess, later on in their lives, and it was start kind of starting in my teen years, uh, that they wanted to get into the real estate industry by buying all these houses that were owned by hoarders or that were just completely run down, um, renovating them and then renting them out. Um, so I kind of got to grow up um, around that. For, I mean, I grew up with my dad owning an uh, electrical company um, and kind of you know, similar to you, Jackson, but I actually ended up sticking with it. I hated it. <laughs> um, I worked, you know, every summer since the age of 14 for him um, and was absolutely miserable doing that. Found out quickly that was not for me, but I kind of got to grow up around them renovating and renting out houses and really helped out with that a lot. And I love the, you know, the labor aspect of that, but I also loved watching them reap the benefits of such a um, just valuable asset that's able to produce income month in and month out. And I've really seen them reap the benefits of that later on with them potentially, you know, being in a position to be able to retire. And through that, I was able to just develop a love for um, different designs, different houses, and, and kind of what I found that I love is how tangible real estate is. You know, you can look at any house you see And it's different to every other one that you see. Every piece of property is different. There's no single piece of property that's the same. Um, But with that, you know, I kind of developed a love for real estate in a way. And my dad kind of encouraged me, you know, there's potential money to be made if you get your license. Uh, So right after high school, as I mentioned earlier, I got that license. Um, And I kind of, freshman year of college, I decided that I want to give it a shot because I'd heard of stories of people making it big in college and I thought that was going to be me, and I did like two or three leases, I think, my freshman year and quickly realized that the fees were eating me alive um, and also wasn't focusing as much on school as I probably should have been. Um, So I kind of dropped that temporarily thinking, you know, I might get back into this one day, but also, you know, everybody that I was around, all of my peers, all of uh, many of the adults that were speaking into my life, you know, told me I needed to get a corporate job with a high salary Um, That was steady income. That was going to look great on a resume. Um, So that became my focus. So with that, I kind of, you know, the following, I think it was the summer after my sophomore year, I got to um, intern at USA, and I was a part of their life insurance, (laughs) Um, which, um, you know, it was a great company to work for, and I learned a ton of things. Um, But what I found out is that I really missed that tangible aspect. I missed the people aspect. I was an analyst, so I was behind a computer for eight straight hours a day, um, and I was absolutely miserable. I was looking at the same numbers day in, day out, and really, you know, found out that I need to be in and out of the office. I need to be looking at different things, a.k.a. different pieces of property eventually. Um, And with that, I kind of, you know, took the route of, okay, next summer I definitely want to get back into real estate. I don't know what that looks like. Um, so I kind of took that corporate route again, got an internship with ConocoPhillips, um, and then COVID hit. Um, so I was supposed to be part of ConocoPhillips real estate and services team, which basically mean anytime they were looking to expand their headquarters or 
enter into a different city, I would be a part of the team that analyzes where we need to go, what piece of property we need to buy, all that sort of stuff. Um, but COVID hit and they canceled that internship, um, which at the time kind of left me in a position of, you know, this is the end of April, you know, summer's in less than a month. I don't want to waste the summer of my life. Um, so at the time is really stressful. Ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me though. Um, cause I went on to hire Aggies and Cedar frame real estate was one of the only places that was hiring. And at the time it was a like brokerage coordinator intern position. Um, so I interviewed for that position and in my interview, it kind of let them know, like I've got my real estate, real estate license. It's something that I kind of dabbled in my freshman year. I'd love to get back into it. And they were super open to the idea of me, um, getting leads and, and running with it. And they really, my boss at Cedar frame, my broker have really poured into me. Um, they've helped teach me and educate me and mold me to be an agent that has confidence and actually offers value um, to every single client that I come into contact with. Um, and because of that, I mean, I've really, you know, this past summer, um, I had a really successful first quarter and um, have absolutely, you know, loved it and really grown a, you know, just desire to be the best realtor that I possibly can be. And, you know, I get excited at the idea of kind of building as a realtor, you basically own your own company like an independent contractor. Um, so you've got this business that you're trying to build with a clientele base. And you know, the idea of being able to do that is, is a really exciting thing. And I'm excited to see where it takes me. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to hit on something that you talked about. So you, you mentioned, you know, working behind the computer eight hours a day as an analyst, and you're like, this job is not for me. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of people who need to get into sales are. And I don't know if yeah. everybody knows that, right? Because yeah. I was the same way in college. Um, I was I was like, shredder slash scanner yeah. for everything that we needed as you can imagine it you know in a life insurance industry yeah. or a pnc insurance industry like there's a ton of paper yeah. so i'm scanning all day for eight hours this is the most boring job yeah. and uh that's why whenever i had opportunity to sell it was the same yeah. thing it was oh man i get to talk to this people cool. yeah. yeah like I, i'm not afraid of talking to people i'll go out and talk to anybody yeah. and i'm not afraid of asking anybody if they want to buy something yeah. either and i think that you know people who are wondering man should i get into sales if you have that attitude, yeah. absolutely get into sales. Yeah. As long as you're not as long as you're not afraid of, of talking to people, yeah. then you're gonna you're gonna love the benefits you get from selling. Yeah. Even if you just like making money. I mean, that's kind of what I found. Like I kind of growing up, I was more of an introverted person. And the idea of trying to convince people to buy something was a little daunting. <laughs> um, but then you make that first sale and you realize how much fun it is and how accomplishing it feels to make that sale and you know, all of a sudden you you gain a little confidence and the next person you talk to, it's a whole lot easier and you kind of grow into a salesman. I don't, I feel like that has a negative connotation that goes along with it, but really in sales, you know, as long as you're offering a product that you believe in and, you know, offers help to somebody else, you're really not that slimy salesman that everybody thinks of. You're actually get to, getting to help people and you get to have a ton of fun doing it. Yeah. And we'll hit, we'll hit on that a little bit later. Yeah. I did want to <laughs> ask you something. So you keep, you keep mentioning the word, my broker, right? Yeah. Can you explain that? I know there's that phrase in yeah. real estate, right? There's agent, yeah, yeah. there's broker, there's brokerage. Talk, Everybody talk always asks that. me this. Yeah. yeah. So um, my broker essentially um, is my boss in a way. Um, so my broker, in order to sell real estate, somebody needs a broker's license, which takes at least three years of experience and a certain amount of transactions. Um, so a broker is somebody that's really experienced in the industry and is your go-to if you have any sort of question. Um so in order to do that, you need to sell your broker's license or you need to have your broker's license. I don't personally have my broker's license because I don't have that much experience yet. Um, I haven't been in it for over three years. I haven't had an active license for over three years. Um, so because of that, it's just the licensed agent 
I need to be sponsored by a broker. So, you know, typical brokers have multiple agents under them. And what it comes down to is anything that I make, my broker is going to get a cut of. And that's no like industry standard, like it's like a 50-50 split or anything. Each brokerage is different. Um, so you kind of find a buyer or a broker that you mesh with, um, with a commission split that you agree upon, and you kind of just run from there. But in order for me to do anything, I need to be sponsored by a broker. Got it. So I'm assuming the long-term plan then is to be a broker? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I kind of... I think that's everyone's goal. Eventually. In yeah, potentially. We'll, right. we'll see. It's a big undertaking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Sounds definitely. like it. Um so talk talk about some positives and negatives within real yeah. estate, right? For anybody who's listening, who's thinking, okay, I've thought about real estate, yeah. either you know commercial real estate or, or personal real estate. Talk about some of the positives and negatives because yeah. it, being a sales industry, it's going to have a lot of the same as insurance. Yeah. Uh, but again, if you're more into, I got to have a tangible product, I got to have something my clients can see rather than a contract or a promise. Um, there's still going to be positives and negatives. So oh, what yeah. are those? So, I mean, I normally would start with all the negatives and then I just jump into the positives, but I feel like for each negative, there is a positive. So I'd say that, you know, the negative that really stands out to me is the fact that I'm on my client's time. Like I have to be available in order to offer a service that they deserve. I have to be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And with that, you know, a lot of clients want to go look at a home on, you know, one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon when I potentially have plans. And for the most part, those plans get put to the you know, side so that I can help my clients um, because that's what I've committed to as their realtor. So that's, you know, potentially tough and it's really hard to plan around sometimes. But with that, you also have the flexibility. Um, I don't get paid for just being at the office. So I don't have to be there eight hours a day or 10 hours a day. Granted, there is a lot of time if, if I want to make money and I want to have, you know, high production numbers, I'm going to need to be in the office eight to 10 hours a day, you know, grinding and calling and analyzing different properties and, and all that sort of stuff. So that's also unique because if, you know, there's something that I need to do on a Friday afternoon or, or Friday morning or Thursday afternoon, whatever it is, I can plan around that and I can make that happen without having to take PTO um, or anything of that sort. Yeah, it's, it's definitely weird being it in the sales weird. industry yeah. because you're not trained going through yeah. college, high school, anything. Yeah flexible work hours. Yeah. Like you're not trained as a salesman. You're definitely yeah. trained as an employee. And then yeah. the, the special ones split off and go to sales because yeah. I know that whenever I first started, it was so weird not having to be in the office every day. Yes. And the fact that I, again, got paid for my, yeah. my production. So, you know, there's days where I, I started loving it the more I got yeah. into it, but it definitely is unique at times. And you yeah. have to get used to, I know the first time that it, that it hit for me, we were on our way to work or uh, we were on vacation, excuse me. And um, I'm sitting there, and I was like, got a phone call. Yeah. I was like, I got, I got to take this phone call. Yeah. And I got to do my emails, and I got to make sure things. I stay on top of things while I'm on vacation. Yeah. And while Which people might, yeah, but people might look at that as like, oh, that's yeah. a negative. I'm like, no, because the positive is when I'm on vacation and I'm still getting paid. Still like, I make money exactly. while I'm gone. Yeah. You know, like I can still service everything. Technology has a big deal. It's awesome. A big yeah. part of that, but it definitely is unique from the way you're trained to think traditionally. Yeah, yeah I was gonna. Say, I mean, it takes self-discipline to really get used to the fact that you know you don't have to be at the office for eight hours a day you don't have to be working 40 hours a week but if you want to make anything of yourself you're going to have to do that so you know there's a sense of obligation if you're getting paid hourly if you're on salary to be there for 40 hours a week but it really takes motivation to um, want to make something of yourself but I think once you figure out that you can I mean it makes it a whole lot easier on you and working 40 hours a week really seems like nothing but yeah um, some other Positives and negatives, um, you know, financially, um, I think a lot of people look at sales and the fact that they could make zero dollars scares them away. 
But the reason that you can make zero dollars is because you can make way more than any of your peers can on a salary, um, which I think should attract a whole lot of people uh, because it's awesome. Like I love the idea. I'll go back. You know, the first summer that I worked for my dad um, as an electrician, he kind of, you know, once the summer is over, he pulled me aside. He's like, all right, Mitchell, like, what'd you like? What you didn't like? What'd you learn? Um, and the first thing that I told him was I learned that I hate working for an hourly wage. So no matter what I did, whether it was digging ditches and busting my butt, coming home drenched in sweat, or if I was in an AC building just wiring lights, I was getting paid the same amount. I kind of looked at that. I was like, that makes no sense because, you know, that whole time I had a lawn service um, going on on the side. And, you know, the more I worked, the more lawns I was able to get done, the more money I made in a day. And I was like, this is how it's supposed to be, right? Um, so with that, I kind of learned, like, the whole idea of a salary or an hourly wage just doesn't, you know, fit my personality. I'm a hard worker, and I think if you're a hard worker and you're willing to grind each day, I think sales is a great opportunity because you can make so much money, um, and you're going to be rewarded for your hard work. That's not going to get overlooked. Your pay is pretty much going to follow how hard you work, which is great. Obviously, you know there's economy downturns and upturns and all that stuff that has an impact, but for the most part, you're going to get rewarded for hard work, and that's something that I love about my industry. Yeah, and let's talk, let's actually talk about that, right? Yeah. The economy and how that affects you guys. So. I know that tech is something that w- that really every industry that I've seen, and, and yeah. the more people I bring on here, I'm interested to see what they say. But that tech has been something that COVID has helped, right? Yeah, it's helped get it's helped make the tech it's better been, in the industry. Yeah, but talk about COVID just in general, right? Bring up yeah. the tech, but also talk about the rest of the effects that COVID has on a realtor, or that it did have on a realtor. Yeah. Um, so you think that real estate would take a big hit by COVID? You know, national numbers and especially local numbers are showing anything different. Um, we've had some great past couple of months um, since COVID it's it like house numbers have not slowed down um, whatsoever which is really cool to see um, one of the things that it has affected is the fact that you know a lot of people don't want a ton of people touring their home if they have it listed for sale just because you know that ups your chance of getting COVID or all that sort of stuff so it's kind of really fast-tracked um, a transition that I think real estate was already seeing into this sort of like virtual tour world um, so, um, there's a whole lot of different options and I'm sure if you've like been on Zillow or, or any of those websites, you've seen these virtual tours. Um, the, the one that we use as a brokerage is called Matterport. Um, and it's basically allowing you to click through the home and walk it as if you were there in person without actually having to go to the home. So that's really benefited us as, as realtors. Cause if we have a client that's, you know, somewhat interested in the home, it's like, Hey, here's this virtual tour link, go ahead and take a look so that they're able to see the layout sometimes they'll look at that and realize that they don't actually like the home. So it saves you a ton of time because you don't have to travel there to show them and open it up and all that sort of stuff. And it saves them a ton of time because they get to, you know, really be picky about the homes that they do actually want to see, which is great for us because less homes that we have to show somebody to get them to close on a home is great for us. Saves us time, saves us energy, makes the process a whole lot easier. Um, But with that, I mean, I'm sure many of your viewers have seen just, you know, this transition out of office space and into working from home. Fortunately, that's what's great about my brokerage is the fact that we do it all. But a lot of these commercial brokerages that, you know, focus solely on office space are really hurting. Um, granted, I feel like there's going to be a shift in how office space is used. I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, short-term rentals or something of that sort that I think real estate brokerages are going to be able to take advantage of. Um, but, you know, the commercial industry as a whole, I think, is really hurting. Um which, you know, is definitely something to consider, you know, COVID's probably not going to be the first 
disease outbreak that we see in our lifetime. And there's probably going to be more later on down the road. I mean, you just kind of got to look at the industry and take it with a grain of salt that, you know, there's stuff in this world that you can't control and you just kind of got to adapt and, and roll with it as it comes. Yeah. Uh, one thing I was wondering though, on the tech side for you guys, yeah, when you have like the myrealtor.com mm-hmm. and, you know, even Zillow to some degree, yeah, are you worried that that diminishes your role as a realtor in, in any way? And if, if not, why not? Yeah, I would say definitely not. If anything, that just helps us because it's more exposure for our properties. Um, so the way that we roll, we are a part of something that's called a multiple listing service. Um, and each different region has their own multiple listing service. So anytime we list the home through them, that gets put out onto Zillow or my realtor or all of that sort of stuff. And a lot of people you know, think that a real estate transaction is something that they can handle themselves or they can find their own home. But what it comes down to is um, us as realtors, we offer expertise, we offer market knowledge, we offer experience that you really can't have unless you go through, you know, 10 transactions a year or something where you're, you know, constantly getting to do this, constantly getting to fill out contracts. And, you know, a lot of people think that realtors, our only job is to help you find a home. But our hard work really starts once we find that home, you know, we help you assist you through negotiations, we know the different routes that we can take to get you a better deal, we know different negotiation points. Um, We have relationships with, you know, different title companies in the area. No one in particular, but um, we have a lot of connections within the industry to make sure that your transaction is run smoothly, to make sure that you feel confident throughout the entire thing, um, and to ensure that, you know, there's the least amount of roadblocks in the way possible to get your home to close on time with some of the best lenders some of the best areas with you know realtor by your side that is there to answer any question day or night that you might have well man i mean that was a that was a great description of what real estate is yeah and especially what you do so we know all about that now yeah yeah. so now i want to start talking about you and what yeah. you've done to set yourself apart because i think one big thing that we're going to have in common yeah and a lot of people on this show <clears throat> are going to have in common yeah is being young in a any in any industry yeah. can be tough at times. Absolutely. There are some obstacles in the way that you have to overcome, but there's some ways to do that, and I want to talk about that. But the first thing is, so so, you hate to lose or you love to win. I hate to lose. Why? I hate it. I just you know I enjoy winning. There's no doubt about it. Like I enjoy the victory, but victory goes quickly. Like the you know sweet taste of victory doesn't last very long. You quickly realize it doesn't satisfy. Um, but when you lose that whole time, like in between the next competition, you know, I liken it to sports in between games, like that whole time that you've lost, that's on in the back of your mind. Yep. You're thinking, man, I hated that feeling. What can I do to ensure that that never happens to me again? Same, but, same thing in sales. Yeah. Because I mean, i tell you what, if you're in sales, I, I can remember the people who said no yeah. way more than I can all the yeah. people who said yes. Right. Absolutely. And uh, I've had some really good accounts and some accounts I love and, and that I've won and I was very happy. And, I, yeah. you know, they're, I take care of them because they're my best account and things like that. Yeah. But, man, if mm-hmm. any, those those small ones that lose like a personal auto or something yeah. little, right, that's, that's small, um, I still hate it. Especially when it's something Drives you've done. Crazy. I learned early on, you yeah. know, <laughs> the idea of following up. I've learned some really tough lessons in timing. And, you know, I didn't know how to handle a lot of that stuff early on in my career. And, you know, you follow up with them again. And next thing you know, they've bought a house. It's like, well, man, that could have been me representing you. Like, yeah. what did I do wrong? And you kind of look back. You're like, I definitely should have done this differently. And you, that runs with you. And it, I'm, fortunately, I mean, it motivates me to do a better job with the next client. But, man, it can really suck sometimes. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, you're so what? What did you do? Right, you're starting yeah. off 22. Yeah, right? intern slash starting to be yeah. a, be a uh, agent. What did you do to make yourself successful? Yeah, I can't take the credit like solely for my success early on. I, you know, number one tip I'd you know recommend finding a broker that believes in you, and that isn't going to look at you for your age and count you out but is rather going to look at you for your age and recognize that I'm a motivated individual that's willing to work hard. I'm not afraid of a challenge. And just because I'm young doesn't mean I can't handle this. Um, so I was you know, extremely fortunate to find a broker that believed in me, saw that in me and really you know, went out on a limb you know, because they're you know, making money off of this too. Um, so they're placing risk on me to, and they're really counting on me to make this happen so that they can also make money. So I did that. They believed in me. They've poured into me. They're doing marketing for me, all this sort of stuff. Um, so I'd say, you know, getting a team around you that boosts your confidence. You know, when I go to meet with somebody that wants to list their home, I'm not really pitching myself, fortunately. Um, I'm pitching my team. You know, I've got a marketing team of three individuals on my side that is going to do X, Y, and Z for your property. You know, I've got a broker with X amount of years of experience that is able to you know, going to be there anytime. I don't know the answer to a question. She's going to be able to answer that for me. Um, and then you pitch yourself, obviously, you know, I'm going to be there to serve you 24 hours a week, whatever it be. Um, so that's, you know, number one tip. Second tip, I would say be willing to get out of your comfort zone. Um, as I mentioned before, I mean, especially, I think it was my first showing this past summer, I was driving over, it was, you know, in a, in a town outside of town and I was driving over there. And I was like, man, I do not have any experience like I don't I should like this is the last place that I deserve to be right now um, but I headed over to that showing and it was a mess of a showing we we're showing land he ended up getting stuck I had to pull him out with the car that I was it was an absolute mess but he sent in a full price offer um, after that showing it really boosted my confidence but I kind of looked back on that and I was like I was nervous out of my mind going into that all alone um, but that was so good for me um, because I realized, you know, there's really no reason to be nervous. And I think nerves are good in a way because it, you recognize like this is beyond my ability, but I'm going to give it my best shot. And you kind of come to find like this is well within my ability. Like I'm definitely able to do this. And I offer market expertise. I offer service that other realtors can't offer. And you kind of boost your confidence. And the more you get out of your comfort zone, I think the more you grow. And then, you know, you kind of got to recognize especially in real estate, like people are trusting you with one of the biggest transactions of their life, which is a tough thing to convince, whether it be a 40-year-old, 50-year-old, that this 22-year-old is able to help you through that. And that's a barrier that you got to cross, especially early on in your career. But, you know, the way that you do that, you can tell them all day, you know, experience. I have market knowledge. I've been doing this for I mean, obviously, it doesn't sound that great. I've been doing this for four months. That's not that's not very attractive. Probably not going to lead with that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or you can provide them with flyers that you've made um, that are able to compare different neighborhoods. You can provide them with industry reports that you've created or any sort of flyers or documents that you've made to really set yourself apart from the pack because there's stuff that's available online that you can send them that any realtor can send them. But if you really take the time to devote yourself to ensuring that you have what it takes and you know the market like the back of your hand, they're going to see that through what you show them, through, you know, how you're able to walk them through things. And through that, they're going to be able to develop trust and, you know, 
the rest is history. Yeah, and I think you know we, we were talking about that salesy, slimy salesman earlier, yeah. right? And that that that's not what you're talking about is the exact opposite of that, right? Exactly. You believe in the industry you're in. Yeah. You're willing to believe in yourself and bet on yourself Absolutely. in sales and go out there and build something that's going to be different than what everyone else is providing them. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's I personally am of the opinion that people, whether they are 30, 40, 50, however old they are, they they are not they're not afraid of working with someone young. Yeah. I think you've proven that. Thanks, great. I think yeah. I've proven that. I think that everybody else who's on the show has proven yeah. being young is not going to stop you from being Absolutely. successful. It's going to be what do you do different? Yeah. than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in your industry, right, you are working with a tangible product. You have yeah. that client. And I love what you talked about having a team there mm-hmm. because I think so many times you don't have experience. You yeah. don't really have a lot of knowledge yet. You All you have is honestly zeal and, and a work ethic, yeah. right? Um, but you've got to be able to pitch those other things. That and having doubt. it on your team is a great way to be able to pitch those things. So, But what do you, what do, you do specifically to separate yeah. yourself yeah. From the other competition, College Station has a lot of realtors. They have a lot of boutique firms, yeah, right? Who do. Do, who do everything. How do you separate yourself? Yeah. Um, not really necessarily your team, but like in your own way, how mm-hmm. have you learned in four months? Okay, this is what I can do to go above and beyond. And this Absolutely. is different than what everyone else is doing. Absolutely. So, one of the coolest things, you know, the fact that I'm young is potentially a barrier that can get in the way of some people, you know, maybe overlooking me. But the fact that I'm young is also a benefit because I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. I don't have anybody that I have to be home for. Um, I'm a really independent guy with a flexible schedule, um, which is extremely valuable in real estate. So you kind of got to find different benefits of that to be able to pitch to different clients. Um, But with that, I'm available to go do showings. Um, on a Friday night, Wednesday night, Saturday morning, whatever it is, I don't have a baseball game that I have to be at um, or anything of that sort, which a lot of these experienced realtors do. Um, I also don't have 100 transactions going on at the same time. Um, I'm still trying to build that business, and I really hope to be there at some point, and I'm going to put the people around me to ensure that none of my clients get lost in that mess. But I get to give you the devotion that you deserve um, as one of my clients because I don't have 100 other clients to be worrying about at the same time. So I'm going to ensure that you are offered the service that you deserve. I'm going to provide you with any sort of information that you need. Providing clients with information takes a lot of time um, because there's a lot of analysis and research that us as realtors have to do on the back end. Um, That takes time. Um, And a lot of, you know, some of these other realtors are just going to send them to a website where they're going to have to find this information or maybe give them a phone number or help them, you know, find a connection that'll help them figure that out. But me as a realtor, you know, I have to offer something different. And that's something different is, is me going to be all of the dirty work for you. Um, I'm going to ensure that you are educated. I'm going to ensure that you're comfortable. I'm going to ensure that you know that you have a realtor walking by your side throughout the entire transaction to make sure that you feel confident. Um, and through that, I think people see that. I think, you know, a lot of people see that as a benefit and still, you know, there's still some people that would still rather go with an experienced agent, which I understand. Um, but if you really want quality service, um, that's exactly what I offer. Um, and that's, you know, honestly, that's one of the only things I can offer. I don't have a ton of experience. Fortunately, I think I've got plenty of experience now. And I've real, realized that there are plenty of realtors, especially in this area, that don't know a whole lot about what they're doing. And I'm able to offer something different, um, which I think a lot of people see. And that's been cool to see that, you know, that's actually noticed, which has really benefited me. 
And see, and that's that is that's perfect right there. And I hope everybody who's listening to this just caught exactly what you did, which is give yeah. your value proposition. Yeah. And it's gonna adapt through time. Oh, right. Yeah. You're twenty two. When you're oh yeah, when you're twenty nine, it's gonna be different. I promise yeah. you. You're probably gonna be selling it. on something completely <laughs> different. But the, the fact is people instead of using young being young as mm-hmm. an excuse to not be successful, if you know what you're gonna do, right? Because yeah. you're still in college, taking a couple hours yeah. of classes, right? You're able to go into everything you do mm-hmm. with the lens of I'm a realtor, right? Yeah. And it helps you. You're you're in business, correct? Finance. Got it up. Yes, sir. So you're able to sit there and listen to these classes, and you're thinking about interest rates, and you're thinking yeah. about loan amounts, and you're thinking about what's the average house price going right now, yeah. and you're thinking about all these things through the perspective of being a realtor. Yeah. And what you do is you take all of that and you integrate that with who you are, and what you do is you build a value proposition. Yeah. And then it's going to adapt as time goes on, as you get more experience, as you learn more, as you work with other people, it's going to change. Yeah. But the fact is, you could sell that right now. And again, not everybody's going to take it. It's the same with me. Not everybody's going to buy from me. But you're offering something that a lot of people are going to like and a lot of people are going to want to buy. And that's the difference of people who are going to be successful in sales and not are the people who are able to take a value proposition and say, yeah, I'm 22. I'm still the best realtor in town. And the reason is because I do this for you. That is your personal opinion, but that's the kind of confidence and that you have to have paired with that value proposition to make yourself successful. So I loved it. And I, I hope everybody who's listening caught that because that's exactly what you got to do uh, yeah. early on. And that's, that's the idea of this podcast, right? You yeah. need to figure out what you want to do as a sophomore in college. Yeah, I bet, you know, you at least kind of already were thinking in the back of your mind, but Just, if you would have been thinking, yeah. I'm going to work at Cedar frame, right? Now, I'm going to be a realtor. How much would you have taken in in college that, that would have so actually been beneficial? So right. much more. Instead of just trying to take a test, you're sitting there learning. You're just like, trying oh, to get through. That would help me sell a home, yeah. or you know, I need to tell that to my lender. It's gonna, it's gonna yeah. help out our relationship. Yeah. So I think that that's what people, if they're, if we're really thinking early on, they can start building their value proposition before they even take a job. That it out. Because it, it, in reality, it's about what are you willing to do, yeah. and the more you learn about the industry, the more you're going to be willing to do for your clients. Yeah. So what makes somebody in your business right as we kind of come to a close what makes people in your business start off quicker than others because in sales it is very important to find a quick start yeah if you don't find a quick start you're probably going to burn out and exactly. be like there's no money in this yeah. it doesn't work i don't understand how everybody else around me is driving nice cars because yeah. i came in you know afford my mortgage <laughs> because everything going on how how do you get off to a quick start i think there's people out there that wait for something to fall into their lap um, or wait to you know gain the market knowledge or gain the expertise that they think you need to offer in order to make a sale. Um, and all of that stuff just kind of comes with making sales. But I think there's also people that are go-getters and you have to be a go-getter in sales, whether it be, you know, real estate or I'm sure in insurance, you have to be willing to make those phone calls. You have to be willing to go knock on doors. You have to be willing to have those intimidating conversations with people that, you know, going into, you're like, oh, this seems a little weird. You know, they probably don't want to hear anything about potentially buying a home, but you got to be willing to get out there and do it um, and recognize that the worst thing that they could ha- that could happen is them telling you no, which you're going to get so many no's. Um, and you really, you have to be willing and have the confidence and have the self-esteem to realize that a no has no reflection on what you offer as a service or, or you as a person. Um, but you just got to be willing to grind. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of, it's pitch that, you know, real estate can be a part-time job. I mean, it's really, I don't think you can do a good job if you're doing it part-time. Um, a lot of people think they can do it on the side as, you know, as their teachers or as they're working some other sort of job. I mean, if, if you're really going to offer a quality service to each and every one of your clients, you've got to be willing to put in at least 40 hours a week to be willing to do that. Um, so with that, yeah, I mean, you really just got to, you know, for every 
100 no's that you get, you're maybe going to get one yes. Um, and if that's what it takes, you got to be willing to get hundreds of no's, thousands of no's to get a couple of yeses, which is just what happens, you know? And see, and we, just, we talked about this on my last podcast because yeah. the last guy I talked with, he's in life brokerage, right? Okay. So you working in life for just a little bit, no. You're going to get a lot of no's and oh, cold yeah. calling, right, before you get that one yes. Yeah. But you got to, there, again, there's two types of people. There's the person who's upset about the fact that you know, they didn't get a yes every single time. Yeah. And the person who is ecstatic about the one yes they got, and it makes yeah. them go back and do it again. Yeah. I think that's that's what we're finding through this podcast is in order to be in sales, you know, you, yeah. you're going to have to be willing to take the one yes and run with it and be happy about it and go find another one. As we, as we kind of wrap this up and come to a close, why real estate? If you're talking to somebody who's sophomore in college, yeah. why real estate? You know, why, why maybe a boutique firm? Yeah. I am in and out of the office, which I love. For me to get to show a piece of real estate, I have to go to that piece of real estate, um, which means I get to see so many different homes, um, some of which are absolutely beautiful, um, especially in this area. There's so many custom builders that are creating gorgeous homes, and they're exciting to see. And that's why, you know, there's so many people watching these reality television shows. That is really one of the best parts of my job. Uh, my favorite part is showing land um, and just getting to see different landscapes that are out there and, you know, just picturing what I would do with this piece of property or helping my clients picture what they would do. Um, my favorite aspect is the fact that it's tangible. Um, I touched on that before, but I know exactly what I'm selling because I can go and actually walk what I'm selling. I can personally see it. I can touch it. I can feel it. Um, and, you know, the other fact is that it's exciting. Um, these are sometimes extremely large transactions with huge payouts um, and as stressful as that can possibly be you know for every ounce of stress there's an ounce of excitement um, that really motivates you to do a good job and you know f- what it comes down to is this is a really real real estate is an industry where you're helping people um, and it's a really satisfying thing to get your clients to the closing table and to give them the keys to their new home that they're potentially going to start a family in um, or they're potentially going to have grandkids come to or family, you know, get togethers, reunions, whether, whatever it might be. Um, you're playing a part in ensuring that they live a happy lifestyle. Um, and it's just super cool to get to do that. Well, Mitchell, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I appreciate you giving everybody an idea of uh, real estate yeah. and what you guys have to offer over there. And um, we'll have you back on sometime soon. Heck yeah.